Hello everyone, welcome to the Hillfields Church Podcast where we talk about Jesus, how much we love him and what he's doing in our church. Here's this week's message. We pray it blesses you, but most importantly, that it changes you. Check it out. So you might be wondering why you've all been given a puzzle piece this morning. Have you all got one? Yep, hold yours up if you've got one. If you haven't, I'm blaming the stewards because they had one job. You've got loads of pieces. You're just greedy. Thanks. So um, you might be thinking the fact the message might be about um, the fact that we're all one body and we all come together, yeah? Yeah, you're wrong. It's right. That's, that's a great message, but it's not the message this morning. So we are all part. So basically, look at your puzzle piece. So I've got... I was given a nice one this morning. Um, I've kind of got the word cheese on mine. So maybe I'm a bit cheesy. Um, maybe the fact that it's the fact that I don't like cheese. I know, controversial, unpopular opinion. But I don't like cheese. So what have you got this morning? Shake some out. Ladder. Sorry. A ladder. Pring. You've got pring, but it's a different kind of pring, though, isn't it? It might be a different colour. Well, if you cheat, you got cheat. Oh, that's a that's a that's a bad one. <laughs> I'm checking. So you've all so try and basically put the puzzle piece together with the person on your right. Oh, I can hear now. Oh, Donna's got three, so basically, like you know, this could take a while. You got a barbecue? If only we had a barbecue, it'd be nice. Does it fit? Ben, you're cheating. That's not the person on your right. That's Debbie, and she's like two, two seats away from you. That's all right. What about the person on your left? Does it fit? Person on your left, does that fit? No? Okay. So hands up if you've got a corner piece. Anybody got a corner piece? No. Wow. That's, it was, you know, there's a thousand pieces in this puzzle. So, you know. Um, has anybody got like an edge piece? No. Wow. Okay. Has anybody got, um, let's say they got, got the middle piece, haven't you? The middle piece of the puzzle. Okay. That's cool. Um, is yours colourful? Yeah. Or is it a little bit beige? Someone said they had got a beige one. You were beigey. That's nice. Someone told me they had a beigey. Yeah. Is it a kind of a bit of a strange shape? Or are they all the same? Bit of a strange shape. Okay, that's cool. So as I said, mine was cheese. You know, it's a bit different. Um, so we've done the, we've done the put the. What well, about turn to the person behind you, maybe, and try and put your piece into theirs. Anybody's fit? Anybody makes a great thing? You've got a fit? You've got a proper fit? No way. You've got a proper fit? Are you sure? Okay, that's good. I don't know what the chances of that happening out of a thousand pieces, but you know, it's all good. It's all good. So we kind of had, do we have two fits? No, it's a false fit. It was like bingo, false call. You know, like... So we've got like a, we've got one over here. 
Yeah, okay, cool. So, majority of people in this room, other than, you know, maybe two people, I don't believe that's a real fit. We'll see. Okay, majority of people have different pieces. So, I want you to imagine yourself as that piece. Yeah, so you are different. God has called us to be different. He's, he doesn't want another Jamie, thankfully. Thank you, Ben. He does, you know, and he doesn't want another Harry or another John or another Ben. He has called us to be unique. He has called every single person unique. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. He hasn't, as I said, he hasn't created another Jamie as far as I'm aware because I am unique, you know. It's, thank you very much. There was no, like, applause or anything, you know. Thank you. So, I've got a book, you know, yes, I read a book, but it is a kid's book. It's called Where Oliver Fits. Have you read it? Well, okay. So, Where Oliver Fits, and Oliver is a, a piece of puzzle. Um, and he basically decides the fact that he doesn't want to be a puzzle, and he doesn't want to be a, that piece, he just doesn't fit in. He's a bit unique. So he basically tries and goes to different places and um, tries to fit in. But if I read this book, you're not really going to get the point. So I've got a kid's YouTube clip of the story. It's four minutes long, so if you bought your popcorn, yeah, all good. So we're going to basically show the clip. It's four minutes. Can you last for four minutes? Excellent. Okay. Where Oliver Fits by Kale Atkinson. The author dedicates this book to everyone out there trying to find where they fit. Do you ever wonder where you fit? Could it be here or maybe over here? Oliver wondered too. Oliver couldn't wait to see where he fit. He wanted to be part of something exciting something wild, something out of this world. On his first try, it didn't go so well. Too much blue, not enough red. His second try wasn't much better. Too round, not enough square. And on his third try, well, all he got was a laugh. Being myself is getting me nowhere, Oliver thought. Maybe I have to be more like them and less like me. If they want red, I can be red. It worked at first. The red pieces were happy to see Oliver. That is, until the red rubbed them the wrong way. Then Oliver thought, okay, forget my color. How about my shape? If they want square, I can be the squarest there is. Too square, not nearly enough round. Oliver tried lots of things. Too tall, too short, too pointy, too bulky, not right, all wrong. But no matter what Oliver did or how hard he tried, all he heard was no, no, 
No. That's it, Oliver shouted. If someone else is what they want, someone else is what they'll get. In a flurry, Oliver cut, taped, and glued until he was nowhere to be seen. I'll be sure to fit this time. Oh, hello there, the other pieces greeted him. Please join us, friend. We love your fancy shape and what fetching colors. Where were you hiding? Where have you been? Oliver joined them, and guess what? He fit. He fit so well that no one had a clue it was really him. Everything was perfect. Except everything didn't feel perfect. In fact, it didn't feel right at all. If I have to hide and pretend I'm someone else, am I really still me, Oliver thought? Too blue, not enough purple, nice carrot. And if I can't be me, then what fun is it to fit in? So he took off his disguise. You, they shouted. Boo, they shouted. Shoo, how dare. Oliver was glad to be himself again, but he was also back to being alone. I don't fit anywhere, he thought. How can I be part of something exciting, wild, or out of this world if it's just me? But when Oliver looked up, what did he see? He wasn't alone. Others had taped, cut, and glued in search of their fit, too. Oliver discovered that you can't rush or force your fit. All you can do is be yourself. Your fit will find you, and it will feel perfect. Don't forget, no puzzle is complete without every last piece, including you and Oliver, too. that situation yeah okay so I'm not alone okay okay so in Romans 12 verse 6 to 8 it says we all have different gifts that God has given us to use we are to use them if someone has a gift of preaching the good news he should preach he should use the faith that God has given him if anyone has a gift of helping others then he should help. If anyone has a gift of teaching, he should teach. If anyone has a gift of speaking words of comfort and help, he should speak. If anyone has a gift of sharing what he has, he should give with a willing heart. If someone has the gift of leading others, then he should lead. If someone has a gift of showing kindness to others, he should do it happy as he does it. So we've all got completely different gifts, yeah? We talked about now, we may well be Oliver, trying to fit in. How many people kind of maybe try and fit into different friendship groups? Yeah, put your hands up. Yeah. How many of us kind of fit into, maybe try and fit into a, a church? We've just joined a church, and we're just trying to fit in. Yeah, done it? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm going to go back to Oliver. So Oliver had big dreams. Yep, he wanted to be some part of something. And but for us, that could be we're dream, we've been a, a something we've been dreaming of for a while. We want to be part of, but we might not fit in. Yep, it might be a club. It might be the fact that you know you want to um, like me, you want to join a dance group or something, and you know you just can't dance. You know, it maybe not be a gift that God's given me. You know. Uh, maybe it's a friendship group or a relationship, a new job. As I said, maybe even a new church. That we're just trying to, we want it, and we basically just want to try and fit in. Yep. But Oliver was having trouble trying to find his feet. He chose a bunch of different places and gets turned away. Where's the only place you're not going to get turned away? Church. Exactly. Different groups of positives have already found their fit. And together they waste no time in telling him we don't fit or he doesn't fit. So has the church ever said to you, you don't fit, go away? Has this church ever told you? More importantly, has God ever told you, do you know what, Leanne, you just don't fit? I don't want anything to do with you, go away. No, he hasn't. Oh, nearly took the mic out. Yeah, he doesn't say, you know, we're not, you're not red enough. There's not enough blue, you're too round, you're too square, you're too short, you're too pointy, like, he, like all the people, all the other puzzle pieces did to Oliver, yeah? God doesn't do that to us. So we see the fact Oliver gets fed up. In an attempt to find his feet, what does he do? Liam, what does he do? He tries to fit where he doesn't fit in, but he also tries to change himself because he, in his head, he's like, do you know what? I've got to fit somewhere, and therefore, I'm going to basically change. I'm going to change myself and basically go, do you know what? I want to fit in with this group. So it might be the fact that it might be the fact that I'm you're not allowed to wear Bristol City you know, colors or Bristol City top, yeah? So I'm going to basically wear a Rover's top. It's not going to happen, but you know. But you know, it might be the fact that you know that it might be um, maybe something that you have to um, go and compromise to go and, to go in fitting with that group. Maybe it's going to the pub and getting drunk, or maybe it's going, you know, to parties that aren't right for you. That you just want to go and compromise instead of saying no, I'm different. No, I, I, that's not basically what I want to be doing. I want to. Go forward with God. I want to, yep, you can still be my friend. You can still hang out. But basically, I'm not going to be doing what you're doing. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to set myself apart. I'm not going to basically try and join another puzzle piece or another person and try and link. Yep. So I want to share a story about Kezia. So basically, when Kezia was young, she basically had, um, she kind of had no hair, really. But then when she basically became a little bit older, um, she had basically like, you know, um, curly hair. And she was like, oh, like, why is my hair curly? Everybody else's hair is straight or everything else. Basically, why? You know, and basically trying to tell like a six-year-old kid, seven-year-old kid, basically. And when, they, when you look at all the dolls, and all the dolls are basically, you know, have got blonde hair or they're, you know, uh, or they're white um, you know, Kezia's mixed race. So, you know, there's not, at that time, going back, however many years, 
quite a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, you know, there possibly wasn't as many different culture dolls around or things that you can kind of relate with, maybe with, you know, frizzy hair or curly hair. In trying to get to a, around to a, a, a girl to say, like, you know, yes, you are different, but she didn't want to be different. She wanted to be like everybody else. And trying to get through to a six-year-old kid is quite difficult, yeah? Because she wants to fit in, yeah? And it's like us, we just want to fit in. So the fact that, you know, I might have no hair. Oh, I've gone, oh, I've gone back. So I might have no hair, yeah, or very little of it, yeah? But I might want to basically go and join a rock group with, like, you know, that has long hair and, you know. Thanks, I got a bit of a laugh. So... The other one I want to share is basically like, I struggle thinking the fact that I'm not good enough. Anybody else have that? Amen, I'm not alone. This is good. So I struggle. So even preparing this, there is a battle of I'm not good enough. Yeah? And, you know, I hate preaching. I don't like it at all. But I'm here. Yeah? Um, the word's not going to be long enough. Yeah? Another thing that basically came into my head. Yeah, people are going to want a rich sermon. They're not going to want me. They want Rich to be preaching and basically like do his props and all the rest of it. Yeah, you know, people want a lot of scripture. People want a ch- see, people want something that's going to challenge them. That walk away and kind of go, do you know what? I really feel as if that message was from me, and I'm going to change. As of tomorrow, I'm changing. Yeah. Why are you showing a kid's kind of video to a bunch of adults? Again, you're not good enough. These are all the things that came around in my head. Yesterday, as well, this was yesterday. But Philippians 4, verse 13 says, I can do all things because Christ has given me strength. Yep, amen? And maybe that's us. Maybe that's you guys as well. The fact that we think the fact that we are not good enough. Yeah, Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, we are his work. He has made us to belong to Christ Jesus so we can work for him. He planned that we should do this. So again, we are made in God's image. So why do I basically struggle thinking I'm not good enough? Because God is good enough. In all situations, in all, in every single thing, God is good enough. So why basically am I battling in my head and obviously some of you guys, thinking we're not good enough. Yeah? I don't know. I'm like, but it's lies. Because we are good enough. Yeah? But I'm not going to change. I'm not going to be like Oliver and kind of go, do you know what? I want to kind of change me just to fit in. Like, I might be somebody that tells it as as it is. I think might is the wrong word. I tell you how, how it is. Yeah? You know, and some people don't like that. Some people might avoid me because they ask me something or my opinion, and unfortunately, you're going to get my opinion. Yeah, whether you kind of agree with that or not, you're going to get it. But it's done in love. Yeah, but that's me. Yeah. Anybody else in that boat? The fact that we have to, we, we kind of like maybe someone asks us for advice and we kind of go, oh, I wish you hadn't asked me. Yeah, 
And uh, you know, and that's what happens. We kind of get to that. We wish we, like in theory, I, I wish you didn't ask me the question because in theory, I've got to give you honesty. Yeah, yeah. And I can't kind of like, it's okay to do a little bit of this, but do you really think you should do it? And again, it's my opinion. Take it or leave it. But I'm giving you my opinion. So if I have to have a chat with you at any point and kind of go, uh, it's not basically what I want to be doing. I don't like it. Rich calls me the enforcer. Yeah? Which is like, that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I think I'm very much like, I'm going to tell you directly. Yeah? Some people like it, some people don't. But that's me. But how many? Like, I could easily change. Very easily change. It kind of be really, really nice and give you, what you know, let me just let me just listen. I'll tell you exactly what I what you want to hear, but that's not me, unfortunately. So you know, maybe go to somebody else that you might get a different opinion, or you know, but you're not going to get it from me. I'll tell you how it is. But how many of us, even this week, let's say, how many of us have done something we shouldn't have done? Okay, but what's happened? You've come this morning. You've come this morning. So basically, even though you've probably done, you know, as you said, you've done something you shouldn't have done, you've come this morning. How many people are watching, maybe online now, that basically have done something they shouldn't have done and are ashamed, and are ashamed? They're kind of going, I can't, I can't look at somebody in the eye. I can't come. I can't come this morning. And then suddenly it's like, guess what? You're probably going to do it again this week. Does that mean you're not going to come again next week? Yeah, the best place to be is here, where the fact that we can encourage you, where every single one of you can encourage us. Yeah, every single one of us. We've all got a part to play with encouraging people. Like you look around this morning, there's loads of gaps. Loads of gaps. But what happened to every single person that was here? And I know half the people aren't around because they're on holiday or they're just away. But there's probably a vast majority of, as I said, have done something this week, and they just feel really bad. I want to share a conversation I had with someone last week. I won't name them. But I had a conversation with somebody um, outside of the gate after the meeting. And I asked basically, oh, I asked this question. You haven't been around for a few weeks. Are you okay? And they responded with, yeah, I know. I've not been in a good place. I kind of started going back to my past, and I felt ashamed. I felt that I could not come to church because I'd messed up. I'm just not good enough. Yeah. She didn't say this, but maybe I don't fit. That's what I've added. Yeah, because basically, like, people, people think the church, people in church have basically got it all together. Yeah? Unfortunately, you're very wrong. <laughs> You know, we're all messed up, true? We are all messed up. We all basically mess up daily. But we still, you know, God still has grace upon us and says, you know, it's all right, I forgive you. You know, let's start again. Yeah? Can we, can we say that if someone basically wrongs us? That might take a bit of a while to kind of maybe put that right or really to kind of forgive and move forward. Yeah, it might be a bit of a healing process. But God just says, I forgive you. It's okay. I know the fact that you're probably going to mess up. I know the fact that you're going to you know, have some raid rage on the way home this, this afternoon. 
You're not going to get angry. I'm, we, we're just he, we're, we're human. We're not perfect. But people have this thing in their heads, the fact that the church is, people in church are perfect. But we're just a bunch of broken people. Yeah? Completely broken people. You know, and we're just a bunch of, maybe some nutcases, but we're, but, we're, but we're a bunch of crazy people that just love Jesus. Yeah? So if you've messed up this week, it's kind of okay, because we're all going to mess up. But the most important thing is, is saying sorry to God, putting it right, trying not to do that again, and coming around the, the, the gatherings, Rich calls it, becoming around like-minded people and kind of maybe being accountable and getting some prayer and just saying, do you know what? I've messed up. I've really messed up this week. I need you know, someone to come alongside me to encourage me. And when I'm basically in that place, then I want someone, I want someone that I can just message to say, I want you to encourage me. I want you to stop doing this. Yeah? Anybody else want that? Yeah, I definitely want it, you know, because, you know, we mess, I mess up every single day. So, I've got a few more, I've got a few more scriptures. I said I'll be quick, but I've got a few more scriptures and just some examples of, you know, we think the fact that, maybe some people think the fact that people in the, in the Bible had it all together. It's a long way from the truth. You know, God used some very broken people, yeah? And, you know, God is using some very broken people in this room to do great things, yeah? Turn their lives around. You know, I, there's no way the fact that I could go out on the street like John. I'm stood here, pre, I'm good here sharing something. I'm like, I can't even go out on the street and talk to somebody because what happens if they reject me? You know, am I not good enough? But God, that's what God wants me to do. God wants me to share everything about him to every single person I meet. Do I miss opportunities on a daily basis? Yeah. Do I, do I, ignore, do I ignore them on a daily basis? Yeah. Because basically I think I'm not good enough. But it's a lie. Yeah. Or I don't have the words to say. Yeah. And what happens if I get rejected? Yeah. So there were loads. There were there were loads of people that in the Bible. They're full of imperfect people, but God still used them. They might have gone off on a little tangent, but basically God forgave and he and he used them. But remember the fact that we're all imperfect. There's only one perfect person, so we're going to mess up. Yeah, we're going to try and basically fit into different groups, friendship groups, relationships, you know, of all those things. And the main thing is the fact that we don't change. We change basically if we're in a bad way into become, you know, into, into a good way and letting God transform us, yeah, or basically our old life into the new life. But we don't change of what God's made us to be because you're going to be a little bit like Oliver, trying to fit in and all these different groups, pretty much get let down, get rejected. And then where you're left, you're left basically with not recognizing who you are. 
Because what God has created in you is no longer, it's, it's kind of there, but it doesn't go away. But what you see is basically not what you've got because you've changed so much for maybe the wrong reason. It's not what God wants you to do. God's created you as you. As I said, he doesn't want another Jamie. He doesn't want another Ian. He doesn't want another Rob. He basically wants just one of you. Yeah, because one is enough. Yeah. So Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14 says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know full well. So, am I not unique? Yeah, I can say I'm unique. I always say I'm unique because I'm quite special. But, you know, I am unique. There is not another one of me. Yeah, and I, you know, we, we can be going, you know, back however long and going forward however long. Yeah, there is nobody else like me. If you basically were here on Thursday to watch the, uh, to, for Ian's, you know, uh, presentation on the DNA, you will know the fact that, you know, God was in it. So God created me, just me. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want me to be like anybody else. Ephesians 2 verse, verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I'm his handiwork. Does God mess up? No? So he hasn't messed up on me. And he definitely hasn't messed up on you. No, God doesn't make mistakes. Yep. So therefore, why am I doubting myself? Why am I placed kind of going, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to stand here and kind of share. I'm not good enough to go on the streets. Because it's a lie. I am good enough. Yeah, I'm good enough to basically be, you know, I might not want to do those things. And that's the thing. I might not want to do them, but I'm good enough to do them. Yeah. Thanks, mate. But you've also got to think the fact that maybe it's a job that you're going for or you're about to go for or you're in. Yeah. I've been in a job. I was in a job basically working for a pharmaceutical company in a role that I did not have any idea really what I was doing. Yeah. Not a clue. But God says I'm good enough. Yeah. I was probably the, I want to say I really was the, you know, number eight or after eight people that basically really shouldn't really been there. But, you know, God put me in that team. Yeah. Not because of me, because basically it's what he wanted. That's not even written down. So Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, for I, know I have the, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the fact that I think the fact that I am not good enough. God knows I'm good enough. God knows the fact that I am good enough. So remember the fact that God loves you. Yeah. You are fearfully made. You are God's handiwork. You have a future. God has a future for you and he has a hope for you. Ultimately, God loves you. And if God loves you, who can be against you? Because basically, there's only one person that's going to win that battle. Yeah. So when, like Oliver, 
Don't try and fit into somebody else's fit. Yeah, be you. So I'm going to. So Isaiah 43 verse one says, "Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine." Yep. So He's called you and me by name. So you know we're not here today by any accident. We're not here today to do to just because I thought you know I've got a couple of hours I can just pop into church and chill out. It's all good. No, it's probably you know some things that we may want to be doing, yeah, I don't think I know what they are, but there might be things that in fact we maybe have to do, you know, might be have to go shopping later and everything else, but right now, God has called you to be here, yeah, and we've messed up this week, and you're still here, we're going to mess up this week, and what's going to happen next week, you're going to be here again, yeah, you basically, you'll probably sin this week, you're probably going to be here again, yeah, we're not perfect. We're basically works in progress. So we've got maybe people at home, and maybe you're thinking right now the fact that I am I'm too far gone. I'm too, I'm too far gone. You know, I've messed up so badly, and it's been going on for weeks and months, and I'm like, I haven't been to church for months. Yeah? Come back. If you're not, don't want to come here, go somewhere else. As in, you know, go somewhere to a different church, but just go and be around people that can encourage you, that can basically give you, you know, the right step. Ultimately, go to God, because God will sort your battles out for you. Amen? Okay, let's stand.